Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Today I want to talk about something I feel like may come off as slightly disingenuous just because like, I'm the guy for the last two months that has been like, oh, Brandon Ingram's going to run away with the most improved player of the year award this year. It's like it's not really even close. Um, I think I've been almost too vocal about that. So like, I do kind of want to reopen it a little bit for the next like five 10 minutes can we just like reopen this and kind of make it a conversation like throw some names and oh, i think this guy's got a chance maybe it could be this guy this, not not him not this guy this guy's not gonna do it i don't know i think it's more fun to do this than talk about the mvp for the hundredth time because like we still have like 20 games left i think a lot can happen it's still going to be Giannis, and there's just going to be a bunch of people mad that the narrative's flipping. There's less animosity. Just come over to the most improved player side. It's more fun over here. It's, it's, it's just people are less angry. Brandon Ingram's going to win, and there's no question. Um, if you look at, I believe it was the Action Network that posted the odds, uh, and Brandon Ingram is like the preliminary favorite, which makes complete sense, and he should be. If you look at who was second, it was Luka. And, like, I don't know how to articulate this while making basketball points, but doesn't that feel weird? Like, it doesn't Luca feel like a guy that if he wasn't hurt this year, like, no, he wouldn't win MVP. He probably wouldn't even come close. But, like, isn't that the award that it feels like if we're going to be talking about an award and Luca in the same sentence? Like, shouldn't it be MVP? It just feels weird to talk about most improved players. I have no idea why. Again, this might sound insane. I, I just, I don't know. It feels weird. Luca's amazing, no doubt. Obviously, it's Luca freaking Doncic, but that's a dude who's gonna win what three, four MVPs in his career. I think four could be a stretch, but like he's undoubtedly gonna win one and two. Um, then you look at who's third, and it's somebody that I've been super critical of, especially recently, and I don't really know why. Devonte Graham, and I don't really know what I can say positively about him. Other than, like, I do genuinely think he passes the ball well. I That's, like, the one facet of his game that I'm not mad about. He facilitates well. He's able to locate shooters. I think I, he sees the floor at a, at a pretty near elite level. Maybe that's a stretch. But I just refuse to get on board with a guy like Devontae Graham, who has this, like, volume threshold of, like, 13 to 15 shots. And once he hits or exceeds that, he's good for, like, maybe 34% from the field. Like, 30 to 35% is what you're going to get from Devontae Graham if he hits, like, 15 shots. Or he'll go, like, 2 of 9, or, like, 1 of 7, or, like, 8 of 21, which isn't, well, that's not great. I just, like, I don't know. It feels like people are trying to reward Devontae Graham, who was good at the, I don't want to say great, he was good at the beginning of the year. And people, we're going into the season thinking that the Hornets are going to be historically bad. And now that they're just, by modern NBA standards, bad, it's like, I don't know. I'm not going to reward Devontae Graham for that. I think he's fine. I think when you look at what the Hornets have, in terms of their young guys, it's like fun, right? They're kind of fun. Miles, PJ, and Devontae. I, I just, and like Malik Monk's bad, so let's not go there. Beyond that, though, I don't know, man. You look at maybe Bam Adebayo turning Houston into uh, Houston, turning Miami into a, a really fun product. 
And that's coming from a guy, like, I despise the heat. And I've been very vocal about that, too. I don't like the heat. And a lot of that is hinged on my disdain for Jimmy Butler. What are you going to do? But I don't enjoy watching the heat. Bam Adebayo, I do enjoy watching, though. 16, 10, and 5 from Miami. I think if he were to add a even semi-reliable perimeter shot into his bag, um, I think we're talking about a guy who is like genuinely terrifying for the Eastern Conference. And obviously not on like the Giannis level where it's like once he gets a three-point shot, but a dude who it's like that guy is unquestionably an all-star for the foreseeable future. And I think if he had that this year, I think that the race would not only be closer, but I think that he would actually have a chance at winning. He rebounds with a tremendous tenacity. He's a great rim protector. He's good for a few blocks, maybe a few steals per game. He's dangerous in the post. And like Miami, and I've said this a few times, I've, I think Miami is a more dangerous matchup for the Bucks in the playoffs than like the Sixers are, than like maybe even Toronto. Right? I just feel like the Bucks, in their, what, 12 losses as it stands, in like six of those, seven of those, it feels like it's at the hands of an opposing team who's having like a franchise best perimeter performance because that's just how the Bucks defend. Well, I, I feel like if there's any team that can bury you from the perimeter, that's probably Miami, right? Because I promise you it's not the Sixers. I say that, and even though they literally did that against the Bucks once this year. But in like a seven-game series... I feel like the Heat are more likely to do that more often, more frequently than the Sixers will or could. Before we get to this final name that I'd like to throw in there, we're going to do a quick ad read from the only sponsor, the sole sponsor of Shoot the J. Movie reviews can often be poisoned by the likes of writers who are biased towards their Hollywood friends, which can lead to some disingenuous reviews. Gone are the days of relying on movie scores from sites like Rotten Tomatoes, as we now have a new way of consuming media from the film industry. Milk Movies is changing the way that we look at movies. From honest reviews to the latest news and updates from your favorite upcoming films. Follow at Milk Movies on Twitter, that is M-I-L-K-M-O-O-V-I-E-S, or go to MilkMovies.com, spelled the exact same, to check out reviews for new movies like Sonic the Hedgehog, Birds of Prey, and The Invisible Man. Shout out to Milk Movies. The final name that I want to throw in here is, and I have to apologize, because I was an idiot, and a week ago I said this was dumb. And it turns out I was the one that was dumb. Guys, folks, people, ladies and gentlemen, Yes, Christian Wood should absolutely be in this conversation. I don't know. It's like after I talk for like 10 consecutive minutes, I just start with these incoherent takes. And I'm just talking just to talk. No, Christian Wood, like that was the cringiest thing about that video is how just like opposed I was to Christian Wood winning most approved player. Of course he should be in the conversation. No, he shouldn't win, but absolutely. A guy who has bounced around the league, his fifth team in four years, no one's wanted him. And yeah, he was great for the Pelicans to to close out the year last year. A guy who ends up in Detroit, doesn't have a guaranteed spot on the roster. He's battling with Joe Johnson for the 15th spot in the preseason. And we watched one game in the preseason, the game one, and we were like, this isn't even a competition. Christian Wood is going to run away with this. But it was like still in the back of your mind, like there's they might give this to Joe Johnson. They might do that. No, they luckily... 
they did give it to Christian Wood. Season starts, and he's seeing really inconsistent minutes behind Thonmaker, and it was even one game where Dwayne Casey blatantly admitted that he forgot that Christian Wood was on the bench, and that's why he didn't play him. We go from that to a dude who finally starts to see the lineup. He's finally in the rotation. He's slowly improving, and he'll make his, you know, routine mental lapses throughout the duration of the, like, 20 minutes he would play every night. And finally, we arrive at the February 6th trade deadline. Andre Drummond gets shipped off, and since then, sure, the Pistons have won, like, one basketball game. But Christian Wood is averaging 21-10 and on 54% shooting. It's an iteration of Christian Wood that we haven't seen. No one's seen before. He's amazing. His perimeter, like his three-point percentage just kind of dipped a little bit. And that was thanks to like an 0 of 6 night against, uh, this is going to make me mad. I don't remember who. The Jazz, I believe, was like 0 of 6. But it was a guy who, against Oklahoma City and against the Jazz in back-to-back nights, post-career highs in points. Without Derrick Rose, I think it's safe to say Christian Wood is probably the Pistons' best scorer, right? Dude's dunking on everybody. Against Oklahoma City, he did go 5 of 6 from deep. So if his, if his perimeter shot's there, it's there, right? He just goes and gets it, man. With with when the, when the ball's coming off the rim, he just goes and gets it. And, like, that dude just loves to play basketball. And I love it so much. And, like, the reason that I'm kind of stumbling over my words right now is because I'm trying to say things about him that I haven't said before. And that's something that I actually have recently said. Like, it makes me mad that there's nothing new I can say about Christian Wood. We've said everything we can. He's amazing. I love him. He's becoming a better uh, defender with pick and rolls. His closeouts are getting better. And he'll still have those same mental lapses as before, but uh, from what I'm seeing, it's on a less consistent basis. He's just improving. So should he win most improved player? No, but I think it's absolutely worth putting a guy who wasn't in a basketball conversation six months ago to now is like, he's probably the best player on our team, right? And no, that's not saying much because it's the Pistons, but it's something. So he's, he's, he's been so good that, and I wrote about this earlier for Piston Powered, you are without a doubt going to see teams this summer trying to take Christian Wood away from the Pistons. And we saw that at the trade deadline when James Edwards, the third of the Athletic, reported that it was uh, the Rockets and the Celtics were trying to, uh, they did their due diligence on Christian Wood at the deadline. You are without a doubt going to see that this summer. In what is a lackluster free agency class, teams have every incentive to go after a guy like Christian Wood. A floor-spacing big man who can rebound the ball with just insane ferocity, if that's how you pronounce that word. I think you could see him taking a pay cut to go somewhere. And like the three teams that I wrote that he could go to, it was Golden State, uh, Houston, and Boston. (coughs) Excuse me. The one thing that they all have in common is they have no money. And that's what I mean. I think you could see Christian Wood take a pay cut to go play for those teams because if you're maximizing your chances to win a championship, I don't really think it's outside of the realm of possibility that you're taking a pay cut to do so. Players do that all the time. If he's staying somewhere like Detroit, it's to get a payday. 
what do I think is more likely? I think it's more likely that he stays in Detroit just because the Pistons will have every penny possible. Uh, like they can pay Christian Wood whatever they want to, and that's why I think when fans are worried that he's going to leave, I think it's a little bit unjustified. Like there are people who think that he's going to get paid like eighteen to twenty million. I saw that the other day, which is bananas. It's a bananas way of thinking. It's just flat out stupid. Christian was going to get paid this summer. I don't know who it's going to be by. I'm assuming it's going to be by the Pistons. And I think that I wish that, I don't know. I wish he got like one vote for most improved player. I don't really think I made a very good case for him. I don't think anybody would listen to this and be like, yeah, we should, we should vote for Christian Wood. If you made it this far, folks, this is one of the shortest episodes of Shoot the J in recent memory. Also, there's no video for this one. Sorry. If you're wondering about that, no video for this one. If you made it this far, genuinely from the bottom of my heart, thank you very, very much. And I will catch you guys in the next one.